welcome to the Tips in Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Dwayne Coles, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Tips and Salsa podcast, recently voted Best New Ed Tech Podcast by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm here today with our tech coaches, Caleb, Hello. Jen, Hello. and Nicole. Hi. Well, we've got a special episode for you today with three amazing guests. Today, we're going to be diving into coding, computer science, and opportunities for the Redlands Unified teachers and students. And we've got three amazing guests to help us. So please help me give a warm welcome to Alan Tho, hey. Hey. Ruth Thompson, hey. and Deepika Srivastava. Hey. Thanks for coming, everybody. So before we get started with the actual coding and computer science part of this, uh, as we do with every episode, we've got to talk about the chips and salsa mm. that we're enjoying today. All of today's chips and salsa come from a uh, local Mexican restaurant that I absolutely love called Tio's. Um, it's a family favorite. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Very good. Mm-hmm. Love the chunks of onion. Mm-hmm. Did the yeah, chips come from them. Tio's too? They did, yep. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're really the light and, right? they're nice and tasty, thin. not too oh, salty. It's a really nice combination. Anytime we've tried different chips with the salsa, it's just there's something mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. These have to work together. <laughs> Okay, yes, as Jamie said, we have three wonderful guests with us today, and we're going to start our podcast discussion with having each of them tell us about themselves, a little bit about their education background or uh, current assignment, um, hobbies. So we are going to start with Alan Tho. Hello. Um, yeah, so I'm, my name is Alan Tho, and I am currently at Citrus Valley High School. I graduated from UC Davis, and I taught 12 years at foothill in Pleasanton and then I moved down here five years ago when my wife got a residency at Loma Linda she's an emergency room doctor Um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy um, paragliding and hang gliding and I also fly private airplanes so that's kind of what I do on the side but (coughs) yeah MacGyver (laughs) no we don't choke out we just fly them from inside and um, I like to yeah um, and recently, I've become um, an as I'm an aspiring YouTuber, so ah, I've been making a lot of YouTube channels. Nice. So, so plug there, what's your channel? That's right, Alan Though. It's very clever. <laughs> <laughs> like all my usernames on every website. <laughs> Is this content related or like hobby related? Both. Okay. So yeah, you'll see paragliding videos, airplane videos, and coding Ooh, videos. Yeah. Nice. All right. Check it out. All right. Next up is Ruth. Oh well, hello. So I grew up in Redlands. I graduated from RHS. I went to UC Riverside. I was a chemistry major when I first started, and then about three years in, I changed to education and decided to follow in my parents' footsteps and teach kids. Thought I was going to be a science teacher. Started in middle school teaching math and science. Really liked the kids, but then I had my own children and decided I'd go down to elementary school and ended up teaching first grade. So I've been teaching for, this is my 18th year. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple years ago, I decided I wanted to spread science <clears throat> and uh, engineering school-wide, and so I started an after-school program. Um, my dad was an industrial arts teacher, and my husband teaches Mesa and physics at his school, so I decided to try to branch off from what they were doing and do it with my little kids, and it's been wonderful. It sure nice. has. Love yeah. what you're doing. And Thanks. last but not least is Deepika, our STEAM coordinator. 
Hi, I grew up in uh, India. I did my master's in nuclear physics and computer science in India and then moved 18 years ago uh, with my husband to United States. Uh, I started as a middle school teacher because this is a job that keeps me close to my kids. So, And then moved on to high school as a math, AP computer science and AP physics teacher. Uh, now I then I moved on as a steam coach as a district level and now I'm the steam coordinator at Redlands Unified School District. Awesome. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. So, so what's steam though? Like STEM and steam, what's the difference? It's the art. It's the creativity that is connecting all the branches of science, math, technology, and engineering together. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. I actually knew. I was just like, that was very well Definitely going to highlight that. Stickers. I want to see stickers. Oh, we have that coming. We have stickers. They're on the way. I heard about it. And I got used to Alan's bumper. <laughs> <laughs> and googlies. Yeah. By the way, do we have more of those stickers? Because I like ran out. I gave them. Absolutely. My kids like ate them. Yes, up. we do. Yeah. yeah. We'll send those to you. Yeah. So to set a little context for this episode, um, a lot of you guys have been hearing a lot about coding, computer science, STEAM, STEM throughout the district. Uh, we currently have the C-STEM math program for our secondary um, math, math classes. We have a coding professional learning network going. We have after-school coding clubs. And Computer Science Week is in just under a month. So why not have some of our district leaders in this effort uh, come on in and give us some thoughts about what they think about this effort and also um, detail their programs. Yep. So um, let's start with Deepika. Deepika, there's a lot of talk about getting kids involved in uh, coding and just being an important experience for all of the students. So can you talk about why it's so important for today's students to at least have some sort of um, exposure to the, the information? Coding is a basic literacy in digital age. It is important for our students to not only work with technology, but understand how technology can be used to create work uh, ethics and how to be more creative. Uh, we, the younger we start, it is like learning an additional language, how they can use that language to communicate their learning experiences. We have a Dell research that says 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 are that not only do not even exist right now. So I believe coding will prepare our students for that unknown future because it provides them those basic skills that will help them problem solve and figure themselves out. Right. So tell us a little bit about the Redlands vision for coding, how it's going to kind of evolve and also how it relates to the actual RUSD 2025 plan. So uh, with the RUSD 2025, the district is committed to providing enhanced learning through innovation to all students with a special focus on girls and underrepresented minorities, all K-12. So when in Redlands we say all, we mean all means all. We'll explore learning experience in computer science, artificial intelligence, robotics, engineering, virtual and augmented reality, integrated across curriculum during stay, during school, in extended day learning, summer camps, and online learning programs. A few of the initiatives that are currently in place are K-6 coding across curriculum PLN that's being led by Nicole House, our excellent instructional tech coach. Seven uh, to 10th uh, grade math. Yes, let's take a time to Yay! celebrate Nicole. Okay. Oh, 
she has been spearheading this program for almost two years now, and now we have a coding PLN. So thank you, Nicole, for your initiative. You're welcome. Thank you. 7th to 10th grade uh, math using C-STEM program from University of California, UC Davis, which is being championed by my colleague, Alan Thau. Hey! <laughs> AP Computer Science principals and AP Computer Science A courses at each of our high school. Uh, girls who cl uh, code clubs are at several of our elementary, middle, and high schools. Summer Engineering Academy in collaboration with University of California, Riverside. And STEAM and Innovation Labs at elementary schools. And I'm proud to share that now Redlands Unified has become a CS for All member, which is the Yay. only district in That's San Bernardino County. And the exciting. second district in Inland Empire. So I'm really proud that we have got established this uh, partnership and how we can use this to leverage and uh, leverage our... Uh, I'm really proud of this partnership and how we will leverage it to provide support to our teachers, students, and coaches. I, mean, I think that it's, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, I think that it's important, like you said, when we say all, we do mean all, and mm -hmm. it's not just for them to have a background to go out to be a computer scientist in the job market, but also understand the world around them and be able to problem solve and troubleshoot when something goes wrong on their phone as they're growing up or their computer devices or just understanding how all of that works will make a big difference in their life. So it is important for everybody to have the experience and opportunity to experience what coding is all about. Yeah, and just hearing that list, it kind of makes me reflect back on when 2025 first came out and it started detailing coding for all kids and we we kind of looked at that like a giant wow how are we going to do that <laughs> right and that was just a couple, not even a couple of years ago and yeah. here we are in this in this position and having you know Deepika and Alan and Ruth here talking about things that are really happening in, a, in an amazing way and just spreading like wildfire throughout our district. So that's exciting. Yeah. Exciting times. Yeah. Nice to yeah. See. So had, had I had this as a kid, you know, exposure to computer science, my job may have been different. No, I'm glad you did it. Yeah. Well, a different aspect of it yeah. because uh, I took a course in college um, and then didn't really look at it again. But now I find myself teaching myself how to code in Google Apps Scripts. And I, I love it. Yeah. Yep. Well, kind of going on that, um, Jen, Deepika, if, if you're a kid in our district and you have this opportunity to do, to do coding, even at younger ages, what, kinda, what are the skills that they acquire by, by getting to have these experiences? I firmly believe coding helps foster the four C's, collaboration, communication, creativity, critical thinking. And not only just because they're learning coding, but, but these skills do not stay only when they are doing coding. It transfers while they're learning math, it transfers while they're learning science or any new information they're acquiring. They go through the process of productive struggle. Even when they fail, they learn a lot about themselves and the work they're doing. Absolutely. They persevere because it's fun, it's engaging, and all these skills are transitioned to other experiences and other class, uh, classes and courses that students are taking. Yeah. It really gives, we all talk about that student, but I think it really gives uh, that uh, student that we've always thought that does not learn in a traditional way an avenue to express their yeah. learning in a more uh, meaningful manner. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. And these devices around us and the software, it's only going to get more important as the future goes on. We need more and more people that understand, even if they're not doing it professionally, they understand how these devices work, how the world right. around them yeah. works with technology. Um, and so really, it's not it's not a, a domain and a discipline just for the future computer scientists. It's for everybody. 
um, because there's so many skills that you learn that are applicable in so many different domains. Right. All right, so um, I want to pivot a little bit and talk to Alan now. Um, we've talked to Alan a little bit about some of the things that are happening district-wide. I want to zero in on your on your program and what you're focused on at Citrus Valley. Can you tell us a little bit about the different courses that you teach at Citrus Valley? Yeah, currently at Citrus, I teach introduction course, which is called Computer Science CP, and that's just an elective course for anyone. They, they basically start off with websites, HTML, a little Python, then we go into a language called processing, which is what I'm doing my tutorial on. So um, then we have, uh, the next level is AP Computer Science Principles, which can be taken without any prior experience, and hopefully that won't happen in the future since everyone's been teaching coding, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but um, it actually is designed for the uh, person with no experience, So, but it is a it is an AP course, so it's a little bit more rigorous, and there's a digital portfolio that they have to submit, but um, very high passing rate, so I think it's very good, looking good for the future. Um, and then the highest one is the CSA that we have, and that's uh, Java, basically, and it's the old school, the one that we had, the one that everyone's afraid of, but hopefully now, <laughs> after the end, of like taking the first couple of courses they I have a lot more enrollment this year and it just seems okay. like it's going to grow and job is not so bad I mean it's it's just really very uh, punctual and syntax is very structured and it's very hard to really understand it. But if you're doing object, I mean, That's it's a great not sales pitch. It would, be a, <laughs> it would be a terrible first course. Yes, but, darn, you would never do that. To but if you want to build really advanced video that, games, which a lot of these kids do, that's the what that's they need. the language for it. It's still being supported, so it's not going anywhere. That's a pretty cool video on the rise and fall of Java, but it's not going anywhere. Huh. Good to know. Yep, absolutely. Um, Alan, I know you also teach a C-STEM class at Citrus Valley. Can you, I, I've heard that that word or that acronym bandied about a little bit, but I'm not sure that all of our listeners know exactly what that is. Can you give us a little bit of insight and, and bring us up to speed on C-STEM? Yeah, so the acronym C-STEM stands for Computer and STEM, well, I think they should change it now to C-STEAM. Since <laughs> They're behind the time. Yeah, but um, basically it's a course that um, Ken Wagner found um, at uh, UC Davis, and it's a math course, so the kids will take it instead of it. It really comes down to the CS for all. Like, bottom line is my other courses are all electives, and if we want to get every kid to be coding, we need to get them coding in their core classes, and the obvious place to do that would be in a math class, you know, so um, being able to teach math in a way that the kids really see it useful, um, someplace where they can see the code, the, the math being applied on the robots or in, in the code, it really sticks with them, and it'll it'll be a struggle for us all to figure how this is going to work, but um, it's definitely been positive so far. Is it a companion to a traditional math class, or is it in place of? Well, actually, right now, it's both, so the first year they take it, they're they're taking it is a replacement math course okay. in the end, um, but we don't we don't want them to like not go. The math is still very important, so there will have to be a transition back to the standards. But um, right now, the kids who are taking it as a replacement math course are also taking coding, so the math teachers are focusing on staying with the other math curriculum. And if they can get to the robots and the coding, then then they do. But hopefully by the next year or two, when they're good and proficient at coding, it will be instead of their math course. Right. And many of you may not know, but um, Alan is really an authority on this quite a bit. Alan was just recently recognized as the C-STEM Teacher of the Year. So <laughs> <laughs> 
proud. Um, and I know uh, Dr. Ken Wagner was also recognized as the CSTEM Administrator of the Year as well. So huge accolades for two of our people here in Redlands. Yes. Um, Alan, I know you got to uh, travel up to UC Davis, which was a bit of a homecoming yep. for you, right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about that trip and that experience and everything? Well, I was told not to talk about that trip. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Deepka's looking at me. We but want no. to hear all about it. <laughs> Can you reenact your uh, acceptance speech for us? Yeah. <laughs> well, there wasn't really a speech. It was a plenary panel, so it was kind of like a bunch of little speeches, kind of like this, actually. Was, nice. But um, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was very unexpected. Um, as you know, Deepka was doing a lot of um, planning and plotting behind the scenes so <laughs> it was actually something i was going for for next year and i just happened to get it this year uh -huh. which is kind of surprising because nice. it still feels very new to me so um it was fun i had to actually also give some presentations on a couple things to teachers who are aspiring to take on this thing mm. so i feel like um and harry chang who wrote the course and daniel um Shoot, what's his last name? Daniel Ryan. Daniel Ryan, who have been He's the guy with two first names. Yeah, right, Daniel <laughs> Ryan. So sure it wasn't Ryan. No, it was Daniel Ryan, and both of these, he's the one who runs our trainings. But those, both of them, have been so um, pivotal on getting this started that they've actually asked me to to pilot their new platform for the oh, RoboBlog. Nice. Here's what I love about Alan. He actually brought a prop for us yeah. to look at on so a podcast. <laughs> So you just have to take our word for it. It's yeah. neat. Yes. It's got cool. lights on it and yeah. a big wheel. And, yeah. and it works. So, yeah. Well, it also makes noise. I mean, I yeah. can oh, yeah. do it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See? Yeah, it makes really some noise. Hot. We're going to get a little robot noise going here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. talk to us. He's literally coding using Java right now, <laughs> trying to get it to make noise. <laughs> it's like a, uh, oh, it's not like a tomato game. can that's got two gear tires on the sides of it. <laughs> it looks yeah. it's very technical looking. It looks very sophisticated. There's little servos inside. Is this it's a impressive. link bot? This is a link bot, and nice. I just got it thanks to Deepka. Now I connected it. And and this is actually block coding. So and I am working on them to make sure that we can use these for like our code and stuff. So oh, good. we have these resources now, so we should be able to use them. So let's see if this works. So yeah, and just to clarify, it uses CH, not Java. <laughs> <laughs> and the seventh grade teachers or seventh and eighth grade teachers over at Moore Middle School are using Linkbox. Right. right. You guys, you just all talked all the way through the sound. It's all over <laughs> now. Oh. Dang it. Oh, <laughs> well, do you guys want me to play a better song? Yes. yes. What song would you like? You know anything by John Williams? <laughs> Actually, they can. You can program your own what? songs. You can do like the note by note. So, so this is Despacito. It goes with the chips and salsa. Yeah, Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> So the kids love this because they can make it actually move and then try to <laughs> dance and stuff. And, nice. Um, just so you know, this is based in C, C-H, but Java is also based in C. So it's actually really a great way to, to groom them into um, getting ready for Java. I mean, Java is a scary language, but they just have to, they're not scared of this because it starts with block coding. Right, you know, right. I'm sure you're familiar. We'll with have it. notes interpreting everything they're saying later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check our show notes. Yeah, yeah. Our show notes. <laughs> Job is not no, that I bad. think that that's all really <laughs> exciting, and and actually, I've worked with Alan for the past couple of years on this. Um, my daughter did take one of his classes, and she hadn't done any coding before. So we started talking about how we needed to get these kids doing coding before they were actually getting to high school. Yeah. Um, I can remember having that conversation, and I'm excited because Ruth, who I didn't even really know was doing this 
found out last year, she jumped right in and was doing this at Smiley. So, um, Ruth, would you share with us a little bit about what your after-school program is like and what you're doing with the kiddos over there? Uh, sure, I'd love to. So, um, a couple years ago, when I heard about uh, Jamie's innovation grant, I decided I would apply for some money so that I could bring an after-school program to my school where I could teach the kids engineering and coding. And so I was able to get robots, started out with Ozobots and a whole bunch of materials to be able to teach civil engineering and physics to my kids after school. Um, and I decided, oh, maybe I'll get like 20 kids involved. Well, um, <laughs> threw it out there. And the first year I had 80 kids sign up. Oh so <clears throat> ended up needing to do it more than one day a week. So I actually right. do it four days a week. So all last year, um, I did grades one through five um, every day except for Tuesday because it's my staff meeting day. And we started out building bridges. We um, learned how to use some tools and do some woodworking and things like that. We studied forces. We made um, race cars. We made airplanes, all sorts of things. And then we got a lot of time to spend doing some code.org and learning block coding. We got into binary numbers. We did robotics with the Ozobots. And then a little bit at the end, we got to get into our Lego EV3s. So we had a really exciting year last year, and then this year it got a little bigger. Um, threw it out there again. Obviously, more people heard about it. Now I have 130 kids, um, so the, the classes grew a little bit. And then we even branched off and added a broadcast class with another 30 kids in it. Nice. So it's pretty exciting. So it is exciting. Uh, you mentioned woodworking. Mm -hmm. Could you elaborate on that uh, just a little bit? Because when I a long time ago was in junior high, we had allied arts. Um, and I had a woodworking course. Like we built a mini house, house, um, and did electricity and plumbing and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Do, are the kids? Well, so they're building, so when we built bridges, we were building them out of balsa wood, so they had to learn how to use a craft saw and a miter box to be able to cut different angles. Oh, that's um, fabulous. Then they had to kind of use the engineering and design process to be able to design their bridge, and then, um, actually build it from the ground up and how to hold it all together. Um, and then beyond that, we did, uh, it's called the Pinewood Derby. Uh, those come as a block. So you just get like a rectangular prism and you have to turn it into a race car. So then they had to draw their design on there and then we helped use um, power saws actually to cut them out. But then they had to sand and smooth everything out and make it aerodynamic and hammer in the nails for the wheels and things like that. We did uh, string art with so uh, awesome. hammers and nails, trying to teach kids some yeah. tools and who wants to be in Ruth's club now? Yeah, right? Like, we all want to like start showing up. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think there's a, you need a staff member to jump on board. Yeah, with you. there you go. Well, yeah, I was actually, I was really amazed because the teachers at my school were very supportive, and I have at least two Good. teachers who help me every day. And That's so... Cool. They With really jumped on. Kids, I think you need that. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, last year was all just gratis. We were doing it for free. And I had a lot of people just jump in and say, I want to help. I want to do this. I see Good. that you're doing it. People who I never thought would want to do it. That's awesome. that's awesome. I love hearing that. And that's amazing. It's, I, I just crunched the numbers. It's more than 20% of the students there are involved in this club and mm -hmm. these activities every week. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah that's huge. demand. That is huge. And so we talked a little bit earlier with um, Deepika, but what would you say some of the skills are that the students are getting from participating in these clubs? Because um, you do have quite a range of grade levels and ability levels, I'm sure. We do. Um, I would say a lot of the same thing. Like, they're hitting the four Cs. There's a lot of critical thinking and problem solving involved right. when they do any of the projects. Um, but with the coding and stuff, they learn a lot of logic, how to think multiple steps ahead, how do they plan things, um, and then the persistence thing, that it's okay to fail, that you have For to pick sure. yourself back up and try again. There's a lot of failure that happens when you're trying to build things, code things, make your robot go, it doesn't work, oops, battery died, we've got a problem solved, figure out a different way to yeah. do it, go get another one. 
Um, but for but a little that's kid, for that's a learn. really good skill for, for them. For sure. To know. For sure. So do you think that it is valuable for, for all of the elementary grade levels? I know you said you're oh. working with grades one through five. So, Absolutely. So I think they can all get something from it. They can. And the only reason that I don't target kindergarten is because a lot of what we do requires reading. And mm. it's difficult to bring it down sure. to that level. And then they're not quite ready for the additional time at school. But when we do expand... <laughs> that's a good point. Right. <laughs> when we do expand school-wide and we have our awesome new amazing lab that's going to be opening hopefully soon, um, those kindergartners are going to get a chance to do the stuff, oh, too. Oh, great. Awesome. So it'll be during the school day. Yeah. Perfect. So we have special robots for them. We have different projects that are going to be for them. So, so we'll hit fun. everybody, hopefully. Well, thank you for doing all of that because it's amazing. And to hear now that it's hitting 20% of your st of your student population, that's a huge group. So. Yeah. That's awesome. I know Alan and the other high school teachers will appreciate it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they don't come your way. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now we are going to turn the questions on to our very own Nicole. Ay, ay, ay. Yes, mm -hmm. I know that you've been working super hard super this, year, hard. this year on helping to facilitate a coding PLN for those who are organizing coding clubs for classes from different schools across the district. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Right. So the idea, like I said, came about with hearing about these classes that were happening at the high schools and even in some of the middle schools and um, thinking how we in the elementary level could help out with that. How could we get those kids more prepared and give them opportunities to start experiencing coding and, and STEAM activities and just all of that in general so that when they get to those classes, they're not starting with Alan at a beginning level. Um, like I said, that was where my daughter started with him and you know that was her 10th grade year. So I felt like that was just a little too late. Yep. So um, we did, we, we started last year trying to get Girls Who Code clubs out there and we do have some kind of coding club at all of our elementaries now. So so that'll be nice for them to feed into those middle schools and then be able to take some of those um, exploratory classes and clubs that are being offered there. Um, through that, they're experiencing code.org and Scratch right now. And it's just an opportunity for those teachers who... I think probably all of them, except maybe Ruth, have never done any coding yeah. before in their lives. So um, we get in a room and we do some problem solving ourselves and just try to um, get comfortable with coding so that when they're in front of the students, they, they know what to do. But um, again, just a safe space for them to say, I don't know how to do this and you know, who can help me? So yeah. it's worked out to be really good. I think we've got some good feedback. I but want to add, uh, and I want you to talk about the training that you did for two schools last week for two hours oh, sure. on coding and yeah. the response we got from them. So we were asked by two of the schools on the PD day for Kingsbury and Judson and Brown to come out and do um, some STEAM and coding with them. And so we started out with doing the... Um, engineering design process. Right, and what was the blog? Cubelets. that's what it was. Thank you. Um, so we started out with that, doing the engineering through Deepika's kind of course that she ran with them. Um, and they were nervous. They were overwhelmed. A couple of them were like, we can't do this. You know, we've never done this before. And we didn't, it was, we let them go through that productive struggle. We did not give them the answers. We just kept saying, you can do it. Just just try the next part and, and move on. Um, from there, we moved into doing some coding. And we were on um, 
what did we go? I don't even remember. Was it code.org? Code. Right. <laughs> it so long ago. Um, got them into code.org so that they could start experiencing it and started out with really doing some unplugged activities and then I walking them through, holding their hand a little bit more, and then releasing them and letting them try it on their own. Um, by the afternoon, they were... Um, Coding the dash. dash, that's right, with Jen Hunt and um, making it move around the room. They were making sounds with it, doing different flashing lights so they could follow all the different tasks and really, really liked it. Went from not having any coding experience at all in the morning to be able to do that. I think they felt pretty good about themselves. <laughs> for me, the aha moment was this teachers going through that process of productive sure. struggle and realizing how much fun and how much engagement they had as teachers. And we had a whiteboard where they listed the mm -hmm. skills that they acquired through this training. And by the end of the day, when they were coding the Dash robots, they were actually solving math problems. Yes, for sure. Cool. Yeah, and they realized that. They were tying it to standards themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is what we do in third grade, you know. So it was nice. It was good. By and the way, as – oh, I'm sorry. No, go for it. As Nicole was fielding those questions, all of us were eating chips, and every single one of us spilled Theo's <laughs> all over ourselves. Not me. Yeah, Not no, me. And, Nicole. and Nicole didn't even <laughs> skip a beat. <laughs> like, didn't even miss a beat. I mean, Alan just ru ruined his his district issued laptop with Theo's salsa. I did see that. I did. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't even miss a beat. I was beat, trying Nicole. to keep going. That so. was good. Total yeah, professional. Was yeah. 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 Pro. Yeah. Total pro. Oh. But yeah, it's funny that what's real about when you get a kid, a teacher in one of these trainings is they actually enjoy it. I mean, not to right. say the other trainings aren't enjoyable, <laughs> but they, they really get inspired and back into, like, you start... They start learning again Absolutely. and reminding yeah. them why they became teachers. Right. Yeah. Right. And they start asking, what if? So let's say the facilitator is saying, the robot needs to go straight and then to the left. Uh, and the teacher is like, well, I want you to go to the right. And right. So that there, okay, you're changing the plan, and now you have to learn how to move the robot in a different direction. And then they start saying, hold on, now I want it to do this. And the learning continues. And I have talked to many teachers in the coding PLN, and um, teachers have a million things to do on their plate. And the PLN allows them to come down for a full day to get some training on um, some aspect of coding, and then to practice and get comfortable with it. And they always walk out saying, I learned so much, or I feel so much better now, or that makes a lot more sense. And elementary teachers work with middle school and high school teachers, not the entire day, but there's some crossover mm -hmm. so that the elementary teachers get to see what's coming. And then the secondary teachers get to see what's happening in the elementary school. So there's a little bit of a vertical alignment there. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun to see what Alan was doing and get to get to try the program. And I even did the, the light bulb program that he shared. Right. We're kids. all learning from each wonderful. other. And so yeah, I think that's what makes it so nice. Yeah. At all grade levels across the entire district, all sites. Yeah, you so. talked about getting the kids comfortable. It's the teachers that yeah. need to get comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. not comfortable not knowing how to do something. Right. Yeah. Right. Alan, being prepared for Is something. that the salsa working on you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everyone always says you hear a lot of teachers say things like, I'm not techie. I'm not techie, right? And so they have that idea in their head that they're not going to be able to code. But when we walk them through the process, um, they, they do. They just build their confidence and they feel much more comfortable by the end of the time, end of the day. So it was fun. All right. Well, 
Um, Computer Science Education Week is coming up from December 9th to 15th. Yes, it is. Yeah. What are some of the things teachers can do in their classrooms so their students can participate in the global movement? Good. So a couple of years ago, we did start um, really advertising this to our teachers here in Redlands and asking them to do an hour of code. So um, the national movement has now moved hour of code to Computer Science Week, like you said, Um, the week of December 9th through the 15th. But you can introduce an hour of code to your class at any time. Um, I know sometimes that's a hard time of year. It's probably the hardest time of year to (laughs) fit one more thing in. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see what we can do. The nice part about it is that it is really, if you go to code.org and go to the student section, um, if when you scroll down, there's a whole middle section called Hour of Code, and there are all tutorials on there. That is literally all a teacher needs to do. Get your students to code.org, click on students, and then go to the Hour of Code. Um, plug in some headphones and let them go for it. Because again, the tutorials are all there. They have videos. They have um, some parts that are read aloud to them if they need to. Anybody can do it. Um, I would encourage if the um, younger classes wanted to have a buddy class come in. I've recently heard about some elementary teachers getting the um, fifth grade buddies to help the first grade buddies. They do like one Friday a month that instead of just doing reading, now they're getting together and doing coding buddies. That's so, awesome. um, you know, do some, some stuff like that. They they figure it out on their own. If they need to work together, that's okay too. So um, I would encourage anybody to get in there and, and try that out. Um, you can do it at home. You can do it on the district website, or I'm sorry, district domain network. So anybody can get in there and try an hour of code. We encourage that this year. And, and it's- this year, uh, the hour code uh, from uh, December 9 to 15 is going to coincide with our finals at middle schools and high schools. So we are extending our Redlands version from December 1st to December 15th. Yeah. So those students right. yeah. can right. have that. All students can have opportunity. <clears throat> and also, Nicole will be sharing so, uh, next week. She has a hour of code training. Yes. And she will be sharing Google Slides that will be literally scaffolded the teachers have to we will have a google slides for elementary activities and for secondary activities and she'll share it with all teachers so that they can literally just click on one of the activities or just share it with their class entire classroom and the students can pick the activities of their choice absolutely it really is that easy just getting get it into the students hands and then they take over from there and then they'll ask for it can yeah. we do it again right exactly <laughs> well that's the great part about hour of code is we celebrate it and we kind of advertise it during computer science education week but you could do this at any time throughout the year sure. and i know i've gotten the chance to go into a couple of classrooms and help kind of launch that lesson the students love it and yep. then they're then begging their teacher hey can we do this every friday can we do you know yeah. no but we can do it again <laughs> you know we, this can be something an earned reward in class yep for uh, sure man that that marriage of motivating students Absolutely. to do the other yeah, stuff right. and then their reward is coding of yeah. it's a win-win right there <laughs> can we fun friday right? yes exactly yeah. okay. can we problem solve yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, I think that's the end of our, our hard-hitting questions yes. for today now comes the light-hearted questions oh good this is my favorite part um three minutes because we have three guests all righty uh-huh. so how does this work 
This word, I have several questions that I'm going to ask rapid fire. We're going to start with Deepika. Um, she gets the first question first, and then Alan and Ruth will answer, and then I'll go to Alan and Ruth and Deepika, and then the third question. Um, Ruth gets to answer Does first. Does anybody have any more napkins? <laughs> <laughs> no, Alan used Alan them all. Alan needs more napkins. Hey, I didn't have lunch, okay? So I, I tried not to eat, and then I, I can't stop. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop eating so I can answer. <laughs> Just keep a chip in there, you'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> there all right, uh, so are we ready? I we're think ready. we're ready. We're I got ready. the clock ready. You ready Timer. to go? I'm ready. Are you guys ready? ready. So just <laughs> clarification, how much time do I have for each question? Ten Half a second. Like, like, fast as you can. Lightning round. First thing that comes to mind. Okay, oh, perfect. Gosh. You guys ready? No. I'm ready. On your okay. marks, get set, go. Mild, medium, or hot salsa? Hot. 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 Ooh. Thanksgiving, do you keep the food and your plate separate or mashed together? Together. Separate. Ew. Separate. Yeah. Name one thing you are thankful for. My family. My family. You have to say my family. There's not another answer. To my family. 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 I was pausing for the retake. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take out that. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> we'll take that silence out of post. It's gonna sound great. Don't worry. He was like paragliding, parasailing. <laughs> Gravity. Uh, my my bike. Gravity, yeah. Oh my car. Yes. <laughs> that was the best. Molecules. Right. Uh, we're back. Um, Android or iPhone? iPhone. iPhone. Android. Yay. Yes. Oh no, I'm iPhone. Um, <laughs> oh, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate jellied cranberry sauce? Twelve. Oh. Negative yes. five. Yes. <laughs> That's a <Six>. with <laughs> Alan. Okay, talking or texting? Uh, texting. Which place would you wait? wait, wait talking wait. or texting? Oh, talking or texting. Talking. Texting. Okay. Um, place you want to travel? India. Europe. Alaska. Oh. Nickname you your family or parents used to call you? Um, Big Al. <laughs> oh. Ruthie. <Aww>. Sweetie. <laughs> Um, in your opinion, what is the best age? 21. <laughs> 11. <laughs> uh, 33. Okay. Oh. Uh, favorite day of the week? Monday. <gasps> Friday. <laughs> Sunday. There was an audible gasp on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> My husband says that. He goes, Monday is always like, you? <laughs> um, favorite hobby? Hobby? Uh, paragliding. Uh, gymnastics. Watching it. Absolutely not. Next podcast. Who had visions of paragliding? Traveling. Oh, good one. And what chore do you despise doing the most? Cleaning my La house. Laundry. Laundry. Putting it away. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nicely done. Nicely done. I learned a lot on that. That was yeah, the longest three minutes ever. <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I got caught off guard. No, it was good. You're <laughs> so in trouble. <laughs> Wait, is it not recording? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's good. I put on good. three hours. All right, well, that's a wrap, folks. I'd like to thank our guests, Alan, Ruth, and Deepika, for joining us today to talk about coding and computer science. To all of our listeners, we encourage you to keep keep the innovation ideas coming in your classroom, and maybe one day we'll be knocking on your door to be a guest on our award-winning podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
So thanks for joining us today. This is RUSD EdTech signing off. Okay, the clock is actually running this time, so. So, James, I'm going to let you ask your own exposure question this time. You did it, right? <laughs> Out of batteries. <laughs> this is that that made the sound. That's hers. Can, you, can we mute it? Yeah. <laughs> hers always makes sound. <laughs> speak like, from I the heart. I deleted it all. Right. <laughs> 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 I deleted it. Done. One time only. <laughs> you got jokes? <laughs> <laughs> This is the third time I'm doing this, by the way. I think it's the fourth. <laughs> well, this will be my fourth. <laughs> and the next one will be the fifth. Fourth time's fantastic. Take four. <laughs>